and welcome to Real Horror Show. This is Connor McMahon and I'm joined on my left by... Connor Dowling. <laughs> and... <laughs> Mark Sheridan. And Ali Horror, because you're all lame and you don't go by your horror names. Yeah, it's been a while, you can tell, since we've yeah, been we're a on air. Yeah. yeah, so did everyone have a good Halloween? I was away for Halloween. I went on a Halloween-inspired American road trip, which is something I've always wanted to do. Me and my girlfriend went to America for like 12 days I'm still missing it dreadfully but we had an amazing time we stayed in a cabin in the woods oh amazing uh, we went to Salem and did all the Halloweeny stuff which is like the the home of Halloween mm. it was there was some really creepy I mean stuff. we were just talking about it it's the home of Halloween it's also the home where they yeah. murdered yeah. a lot of women and <laughs> a lot of innocent women and accused the of witch hunts so like. a bunch of people who turned out not to be witches Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Uh, they were killed for being witches, as everyone knows. But now the town uh, celebrates witches and it's like an industry there. So you go there on October and it's the busiest month of the year. But um, is it Candlelight Walk or something? There's Candlelight Walk. There's oh, tours everywhere. It's it's really cool. It's really interesting. And the town itself, as well as being uh, steeped in that type of history, it has lo- lots of like spooky stuff that's happened there over the years. But like, I mean, even just walking around the town like we were walking through the town and this guy in a scary ass original pennywise outfit oh my god steps out of the bushes and just says nothing and we're just like hilarious man (laughs) that's really funny because you know all that stuff you hear about clowns like coming after people news but like you know this is while loads of people are going around in costume but we were terrified and there was this guy dressed as michael myers oh amazing and uh i don't know if they have them over here but they have these what, like killers? Halloween toys. <laughs> they don't have that many serial killers over here, thankfully. No, they have these Halloween like weapons that play the music from the movies. Like so, he's just like walking around with like the John Carpenter music like blaring out of his machete or whatever right. he had, you know. Uh, but yeah, can't went... believe you thought like machete with can't Michael Myers. I I'm crossing genres here. I'm crossing, no, I'm crossing uh, characters here, but um. Uh, lots of cool did lots of cool stuff in American Halloween and saw some cool movies as well but and unfortunately I missed all of the cool stuff here in Dublin I missed no. the wait tell them who you were for Halloween and what you did of course everyone knows my favourite film is The Shining yeah. so I dressed up as Jack Torrance for time and not just Square. Jack Torrance frozen Jack frozen Torrance frozen Jack Torrance <laughs> yes <laughs> you let it go did you just sit on a couch <laughs> yeah it was a okay. mixture of Elsa from Frozen and Jack Torrance um but uh, yeah, but I, I obviously I missed like the Horathon and yeah. Horror Expo and the, our live podcast, which I was devastated to miss. I also missed that. How did the live <laughs> podcast go, guys? Yeah, curious. It was, it was good. good. Yeah, no, it was. Like you guys were definitely missed. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, we we kind of just generally talked. It was kind of like our first podcast. Did here was just kind of like favorite horror films and everything mm. like that. And yeah, yeah. Then more sort of Zoe and uh, Dave Turpin kind of given their kind of thoughts because I guess they were the new voices. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone yeah. knows what you and me think, Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is something we should do more as well. Is is try and get totally. some guests on in, in yeah. the future yeah. and sure. more live ones. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Stephen Shields. Yeah, shout out. Can't believe we're on our podcast discussing. <laughs> yeah, listening no, to I really want to see it. I really want to see it. <laughs> but yes, well, we're checking out if mm. you missed it. Awesome. Uh, Connor Mack, what did you get up for following? Um, Rocky Horror. Oh yeah, of course. See, Sharon. Once a year, dressed up, <laughs> put the corset on. <laughs> I wasn't going to bed. He convinced me. Her enthusiasm for me dressing up. I know he came. As... He came with a polo, like a, a long sleeve polo shirt, and I just looked at it and I was like. No, <laughs> I took out like a lacy t-shirt and I was like, Here, put this and in on two here. minutes I was like, oh, that's a lovely leather skirt. <laughs> Sharon looked 
absolutely fabulous. Oh, really? She slayed it. Yeah. But shout out to like, the Rocky Horror in Sugar Club because they've yeah. been going for years and, and they really, I don't know, it's kind of hard to describe Rocky Horror, isn't it? For people who haven't experienced it, you kind of just have to go and enjoy it. Uh, even if yeah. you think it's kind of not for you because I, I saw it back in the in House Cross up? days. Uh, and No, I never, like, I didn't even know really what it was. I thought it was kind of a horror film we were going right. to see in the cinema. Oh, okay. And I had no idea even the participation at that stage. I was only about 16, so it was really quite a, yeah, yeah. a shock. But just... I don't know, everyone I've introduced it to, when they go in and just relax and just enjoy it, have the best time ever, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I really think anyone would, you know, it's not, don't let, like, I think people perceive that it's not for them, or even just the crowd yeah. participation might put them off. Yeah, yeah. Just go, you, like, if you want to be quiet, you can be quiet. You can have as much fun as you want. Yeah, yeah. And Sarah Cleary runs just such a great show there. Like, I really, really recommend it. I think they still do it a couple of times a year, don't in they? In Harold's yeah. Cross. Yeah. Oh, I've no, seen just, the movie yeah. so many times. I absolutely love the movie and I showed it to all my friends mm. when I was a teenager and they all thought it was insane. Yeah. But somehow I've never been to a live show and I'm dying <gasps> to go see it. I really I want to go. It's great fun. Like, just the, yeah. like, yeah, because I, I love the film as well. I watch it quite happily at home, like, uh, but it's only by having seen it live, just knowing some of the lines and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah. it just, it, it, it makes you, you love it more. It yeah, really, yeah. really does. Uh, so, yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah. I think it, was, it looked like a packed house as well. Oh, yeah, it was oh my God, it was jammers. Yeah. Mm. It was literally jammers. Uh, but it's an amazing experience like and that movie is just I, mean, I have a tattooed on my legs so it just goes to show how much I love it the entire it. script of the, the film the entire <laughs> script <laughs> and Frankenfurt I also got a Halloween tattoo oh my oh, god yeah what? show us so it's oh yes so, are you I'm, reaching I'm going, to, I'm going to describe I thought he was this. reaching for so his bone just is, there. Uh, he's pulling up his trousers. Oh, yeah. cool. It's like a it's like a pumpkin with an axe in it. Uh, it's no, not an axe. A it's a knife. Why <laughs> does it have... What is with me and weapons Why does today? it have like... Is, is it it's the, the pumpkin shadow? from the start of Halloween. No, but why does oh, it have nice. like a black ring around its nose or is that just the shadow? I'm That's shading. Oh. <laughs> Where did you get it done? Shadow. I need to... Shit. That's permanent, right? I got it done with my the horror book club I'm in Fright Club oh, and cool. nine of us I think nine of us yeah talk got, to us about got, that Connor actually you've never really mentioned it um, yeah so um, nine of us decided to get different pumpkin tattoos on the same day so each person got a kind of uh, a different type of pumpkin um, so yeah it was good that's fun. so cool it kind of spoils my news though I got a Chucky tramp stamp uh, in America um, but oh my god show us I'm, I, I didn't really oh oh <laughs> I believed you in all of my being. <laughs> a tramp stamp, really? <laughs> yeah. Looks so good on you. That's so cool, though, man. Fair play. Where did you get it done? Um, in Tala Inc. Okay, Tala Inc. Was it horrific? Well yeah, we all used the same needle as well. <laughs> like, we're a, we're a proper cult now. To, to add to the horror of the whole thing. <laughs> oh, shit. With ink made of blood. I gotta say, actually, for Halloween, I want to talk about the movies in a moment, but the last couple of years, like I've been living in Rat Mines and before that I was living in town and Halloween had seemed to have lost the whole kids going around yeah. having fun, which is something I found kind of sad because when I was younger, that was a really big thing. But we just recently moved up uh, to Ticknock just out past Sandyford and it was like, it's kind of a slightly more younger families thing. It was insane. We had 80 kids within an hour and a half came to our door Holy and it was shit. mad. It was just like something out of, you know, ET when you see gangs of people walking yeah, on the streets. Yeah. The whole area was just gangs of kids and they were they were dressed up as traditional things they were witches they were frankensteins they were vampires as well as some marvel heroes so it wasn't just i don't know like pretty costumes or anything like that they, yeah. and they were really into it and really enjoying it it actually just it kind of really brought back that feeling of the fun of halloween used to be with the games and stuff that you go and play you know dunking for apples whatever like yeah, that yeah yeah 
But yeah, no, I was just glad to see that that seems to have a bit of a comeback or maybe it's just because I'm in a different area because it's just something I, I think is it's wonderful, especially because Ireland, like, you know, the whole Samhain or, or Samhain, depending yeah, if you're watching yeah, some yeah, Halloween yeah. films. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like, it's, it's wonderful to have that tradition. I'd love to see it grow. Like, I wish we had official bonfire kind of places. Yeah. So far, it could be done relatively safely, mm. but like, Less we should danger, be embracing like... the same way that Salem does its candlelight. We should yeah. be embracing these kind of things, you know? Well, one of the, like, there were so many things in America happening around Halloween that were really community orientated that I was like I'd love to bring all this shit back like even just like every business on like a, a, a main street of a, of a little town has like pumpkins and haystacks and stuff outside it, and, all, and all the lampposts have dummies with Halloween masks on them and mm. stuff it's all for the kids and then there was the Saturday before Halloween we were in Long Island and uh, just like the entire town had kids and families trick-or-treating around all the businesses so like all the shops will put out sweets and kids and, and parents are all mm. dressed up in costumes going around it's like I don't think I've seen anything like that in Ireland, you no. know, and wow. it was just such a nice community thing to see. We are getting better, I think, because like you've got obviously the Bram Stoker Festival yeah. as well as having the Hearth on the IFI as well as the Horror Expo yeah. and Sunday. So like, I guess we are building them up, but oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I, I think we could definitely be doing more because I love that side of Irish culture, like yeah, the, yeah. the fairy tales and stuff. Like, we really should be leaning into oh, that. I know. More. How many times have I said it? We literally are a cultural epicenter for all things horror, all things. Um, again, we invented Dracula. I'm we never stop saying that. Like, I'm reading Dracula at the moment, actually, for the first time. How are you finding time. it? Oh, great. Really? How far have you gotten? Yeah, because like I love the first couple of chapters. I know this sounds blasphemous, but like there's a lot of journals in the middle. <laughs> and letters. It is, it is a journal. It's like yeah, but you know when the doctors start communicating with each other, it's not even the main characters. Well, spoilers, you know, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you know, because those first few chapters are fantastic. Oh yeah, you know, uh, Parker in the castle. Yeah, Amazing. That, that, yeah. that really, I, I love. I have to admit, I've never managed to finish. Oh, it. It's funny. I've always been a fan of the dracula movie i've always been a big massive fan of that in recent years i've heard lots of people saying that it's not that good yeah okay hold on hold on hold on okay i went to the bram glam in the lighthouse yeah for, How was for dracula that? okay first of all totally agree with you i love that movie i think it's fantastic it's such a homage to like old cinema um, and old horror movies oh my god I literally wanted to kill every single person. I didn't mind going were they to prison. Giggling, oh, giggling they were like laughing morons. every time Keanu Reeves came on screen. Uh, uh, I was literally, I was that jabroni in the audience going, shh, shh. Why are you laughing? Yeah, yeah, What's wrong with you people? I literally, guys, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit this. I was so pissed off I took a nap. Oh, shit. I literally took an nap. That's like no, a fucking film. It's annoying with older films where people decide that they're going to laugh ironically the whole way through. I yeah. don't mind them kind of like mm. even a small snigger to themselves. We all have yeah. moments yeah, like that. Of it's people going out of their way to make it about them. Like. Yeah. I mean, like when we went to see um, we went to see Hellraiser and I mean, that is, you know, it's an amazing film, but it's also very comical, especially. <laughs> <laughs> but unintentionally yeah, so. Comical. I think Hellraiser it's is great. Were you amazing. at the screening? No, I couldn't make it. The three of us were me, Connor and Ali, yeah. It was. I had seen. We'd all seen Hellraiser yeah. before, obviously, yeah. and Jesus and loved it. Wept. But like, what a weird mixture of like amazing gore. Yeah. Like the gore, and you never see anything like it. It's disgusting, and it's still disturbing. It's still disturbing, disturbing yeah. and it's yeah. so realistic looking, and it's like nothing you've ever seen before as well. That's like all Clive Barker stuff. But yeah. it's such a mixture of all of that cool stuff. And a pretty cool story, but like the acting and oh some my of God. the dialogue yeah. like, is really? but ridiculous. Yeah. I have to say as well, like obviously only ever having, like I saw, I first saw that on VHS, so I've never seen it on a big screen and actually seeing it on a big screen, 
didn't didn't do what normally seeing something on don't a big screen does. Don't look at me. Does. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me. I love Why aren't you looking at me? <laughs> like um, you know when um. Uh, she goes into into hell and there's this creature this kind of like scorpion worm thing yeah yeah like you can see the people pushing the mechanics yeah which, behind okay. and i i genuinely really? oh, I never notice noticed that. that before on a small screen and then seeing it on the big screen i was like oh but it was it was that thing as well do you know when the film starts and suddenly the whole audience is laughing and you're going oh my god i never realized before like a lot of time it can get away with it when you're watching it on VHS but you know in some films they do date yeah. but like yeah. you say the acting of the two leads yeah. isn't great yeah. no. and it played like people were genuinely laughing from the start of the film until yeah. the end but it, it, it like and, so uh, a lot of the drama and a lot of the sex kind of scenes and it played like a softcore porno like, yeah they were like, very sweaty but that is quite because Clyde, like, Clyde Barker's always been the the yeah. sexual and the kind of yeah. sexual BDSM perversion and, yeah, yeah it is yeah. like you know it, it's but a, when I say softcore porno and I think porno, he sees humour like I don't, I don't think like because there's definitely a sense of humor. It is very, very dark in the Hellraiser films, but no, this yeah. is an unintentional. Yeah. Yeah. The acting is dodgy here. Like, like humor. the dad. Like the da- he yeah. is just Come like. To daddy. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's so unintentional. And even even there's this there's this scene near the start where it's 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 such a weird thing to do. It's like this sex scene that the wife is having with the the brother. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's it, that scene. That flashback is intercut with the husband in present day moving the couch up yeah, the yeah scratching his hand so, on the nail yeah yeah but he's like pushing the couch upstairs like Ugh, uh, and then they're like grunting and panting in their like in their like softly lit sex scene and then it climaxes with the husband Good ripping there. his nail ripping his, his hand, hand on yeah. a nail yeah. and that made me laugh out so loud but yeah. no one else laughed and it was just, really? but I, I think I went like oh yes <laughs> you, you did something hilarious I, I can't remember quite what the moment was but it was really inappropriate when you were like oh yeah it was that that moment <laughs> It was like then cut to a sex scene, and it was just the cinema was quiet. It was like a record scratch. In the yeah. entire that was the one bit no one else laughed at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Connor was like, "Oh yes." I was, uh, yeah. Can we yeah. talk about the Hellraiser series actually even briefly? Yes. Like I like it's this weird one for me because I really like love it. Hellraiser. I love Pinhead, yep. and I kind of love the franchise, even though there's not many good films in it. But I like I keep feeling there is more good films that could come from that. I just think of all the franchises, it's the one that hasn't had I'm going to, its to, chance. to not agree with you, but agree with you. Okay. Uh, the first three, I think, are like, it, they're like beautiful cheeses. They're so cheesy, but delicious, and I can't get enough of them. No, two is fantastic, and it's, it's <laughs> only right. Oh, two is amazing. Three, I love the, the, the pillar uh, and all that is incredible know, imagery. But CD Man the, is a little bit What's the weaker. one with, the, with uh, Adam Scott? In space. Fourth is space. Uh, <laughs> is it like a young, young Adam Scott? Yeah, it's really Wow, I, I, I've only Scott. seen the first. No, I've fourth first is a mix because the fourth is like the, it's a, the origin story of the box. So it's back in the oldie times yeah. and then the rest of it's in the future in space yeah. uh, with Pinhead in space. It oh, works. Cool. It does actually, no, it's, it it, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. And I actually like Inferno with the fifth one where it's kind of a grizzled noir cop kind of story. It's very Silent Hilly type right. thing. And, you know, again, the film isn't perfectly successful, but, they were kind of doing different things each time, which you admire, as opposed to, say, the Friday the 13th, where it was pretty much the same thing every time. It just never really, never quite got there. They what, didn't get, like... What's the fifth one about? I've not seen it. It's it's literally just a cop who's investigating... I don't know if he's a private detective or a cop, but he's, he's investigating these murders, which obviously kind of turn out to be... To be the Cenobites. Yeah, in Connect. But, of course, he as he gets closer to it, he starts to have these visions and fantasies. So, like... He's seeing like women and all of a sudden they're kind of sexy female Cenobites with their hands underneath their skin kind of, you know, massaging each other. It's 
it's that whole like he's been lured into this dark and twisted world and it's corrupting him as he's going it, it's it is worth checking out it was it was like i think the first direct to dvd or video probably at the time mm. yeah. of them and then the later ones like it was a pinhead in a computer game uh there's more yeah there is and kirsty comes back from the first one in seven i think it's like there's hellraiser deader hellraiser inferno is five uh bloodline was four what was the one that hell world or something i think is the computer game one Mm. but like they were they were all scripts that weren't hellraiser ones where they just wrote in five or six pages of pinhead yeah and the film itself just carried on itself and then obviously the last one you can even argue that with the original the original only had about like oh yeah minutes of hell yeah yeah Yeah. of pinhead particularly like you know he wasn't even pinhead you know like like the lead cenobite uh we talk about the actual character let's talk about it in the second one yes the second one where we see that um is it the second one where we see that that Pinhead was actually a, a, a officer in yes, World yeah, War Yes, yeah, where we find out his past. I'm yeah, pretty sure it's two. Yeah, so like I mean, didn't know that. No, yeah. you get to see him. Like I, I don't no? think I've seen the other Hellraisers. Oh, I've only seen first. Oh yeah. shit! Sorry, no. totally spoiled everything for you. The second one is actually amazing because it just goes good. into pure fantasy. So like literally, yeah. they go into the the box. They go into hell. And, yeah. So, cool. so it's like those last few minutes of Hellraiser where she goes into those corridors, but kind mm. of the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's different. It's not as. Uh, I don't think it's as successful as a horror film as the first one, but it's just a I wonderfully it's twisted. Mm. Like it's a visually mad. It's going into Clive Barker's brain, basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so obviously there's a doctor in it, yes. and he's he works in a in a mental institution, and there's this one. Scene, I love like, that idea. I know it's great, and and the first person he kills, because of course he has an obsession with the box, and you know there's there's seven of them or yeah. something like that in the world, um. And the first person he kills is a guy who has that that mental condition where he thinks there's bugs crawling on him. Okay. And it's like so, simple things like that where they can play on it and turn that into... Lit- I mean, that is gross. He's mm. literally like dragging... You can't see me doing this, but he's <laughs> dragging his nails down his skin and there's maggots coming out and it's uh. all in his head. But, sorry, totally got sagged away from... Sagged away? Pinhead. Sagged away? <laughs> Sometimes. Pinhead. Sidetracked from Pinhead. How did he become the leader of the Cenobites? Because he was a good officer in world war ii who just had a pension for you know well we kind of presume he had a pension (laughs) (laughs) that's how you become a member of hell Uh, i think see it's weird because it all the films kind of spreading themselves and and clive barker himself came back and did a series of comics on it as well but like i think we always presume pinhead was the head of the cenobites but just because in the first film he's the kind of the main of those three Mm. but i think as it goes on he is much more just a disciple of the I just remembered him. No, don't do that. <laughs> that just lines came right into my head. Uh, sorry. No, that's all right. So moving on from Hellraiser, no, kill that conversation. Um, sorry, there was a, a moment when you were talking about the grunting, and it was there was when, a lot of grunting. Yeah, when the dad gets his hand caught on a nail when mm. he's pu- pushing the, and that uh, obviously Beautiful. brought into my mind. Gerald's game. Do you know what I was just going to say? Can we please talk about Gerald's Um, game? Yeah. So actually, this is a really interesting uh, film, I think, to talk about, especially in the climate uh, of what's going on in Hollywood at the minute. Do you want to give like a basic introduction to the story without obviously spoiling too much? I haven't seen it. Oh, have you not? I have seen it. I've, I've been on a mad... Stephen King buzz the past like month or two. And you that, haven't watched Gerald's I haven't game. watched Gerald's game. Did you watch I, that I've, one with Thomas Jane? What? 1922. Shite. I only started it and I was struggling a bit with ELG Shite. language, but yeah. uh, I like the story. I've got Go the blurb, the IMDb yes, blurb, yeah. blurb, which is, there. while trying to spice up their marriage, Jessie must fight to survive after her husband dies unexpectedly and she's left handcuffed to the bed. 
Yeah, and that is kind of all you can sort of discuss, isn't it, mm. without getting into it? And especially because Connor D I read hasn't the book. seen it. Okay, so well, yeah. <laughs> How did you guys feel about Elliot from E.T.? Yeah, I know, you told me that and my mind was literally, like, destroyed. Which one was Elliot from E.T.? The dad. The dad. No. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that freaking eclipse will never... Oh, my God. That's interesting. Um, of course, yeah, fuck. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. Uh, well, actually, sorry, you started the whole thing, so why don't you talk well i mean i just thought it was um this is a netflix original so it's one you can only get on Mm. netflix yeah it's an absolute masterpiece of the horror that can go on inside your mind and inside your soul like the struggles that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis and uh i thought it was absolutely fantastic i throwing it back to do you remember when jessica jones came out there Mm. and everyone was like oh this is like i'm totally going to be like massacred by all feminists in the world but they were like oh this is like the best portrayal of female dealing with sexual abuse and dealing with all of these issues and emotions and i think gerald's game completely blew it out of the water i mean it literally this is what it is to show Sorry, I'm getting sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is this is what it yeah. like. This, this it, it was such a raw portrayal of someone dealing with these things that have happened to them and and coming over it on the other side, like literally coming through the worst of times and and getting through it. And it was it was horrifying. Mm. I mean, simple things like the dog always being there. I mean, I love dogs, and that freaking dog was like, yeah. you know. And then Lurch. Well, yeah. See, is this <laughs> how much you want to get into it? Because it's very tough. Because if you haven't seen it, I, like yeah. I would really urge you to watch it, yeah. knowing as little as possible. Because I hadn't read the book actually, and it, like I, I, when I've heard about people describe how it's written, I can imagine why everyone thought it was unfilmable. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, just watching the film in its own right, like this is a story. So it's directed by Mike Flanagan, who did Hush, uh, Before I Wake, Oculus, uh, mm. and Ouija: Origin of Evil. So like, kind of one of the top guys in his game, I'd mm. argue at the moment in the industry. Uh, and taking on a story, just even from a directing point of view, which is kind of a two-hander and then yeah. sort of a one-hander in, in its own way, mostly all in one room, yeah. and actually managing to prove that you don't need any big set yeah. pieces. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's really incredible that way, that it totally holds your attention. And not only that, but actually keeps you kind of on your edge of the seat. Yeah. To- totally, and I thought he did a brilliant job as well of what could have been quite confusing or what yes. could have yeah. been... Like, it was the same with... I thought he did that quite well in Oculus. In a way, watching it, you're kind of brought along, if you know what I mean. And yeah. it's very, and it's visually quite interesting where a, a scene from the past will move into the present. Yeah. And, yeah. But you're not confused yeah, by you're it. Never, and that's really, yeah. that's hard to do, isn't it? Moment. I think people don't give that yeah. enough credit because it's yeah. only when you watch bad films, you realize how easy it is for an audience to get frustrated. and yeah. go, I'm not sure who's this now or what. But yeah, he has just at the right pace. Like, and yeah. I think this takes a lot of confidence because yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't seem in any way nervous about that work. And he just is, if I just do this, people are going to get it. Yeah. Uh, And again, because you can't really talk about the finale, but because this is a Stephen King novel, but like it'd be for me, I would kind of argue it's more along the lines of say your, your misery type stories than say, you know, the Tommy knockers. And so it's not like wall to wall horror. So it's internal horror actually, as opposed to blood and guts. Yeah. But it does build to a, a a moment of what I think is going to be one of the most memorable and striking scenes of violence on screen. Uh, yeah. In, in in over a decade for me, and it just 
you know, and it's proof though that it's not even about because like it is graphic, but it's not labored on. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. just with good sound effects and rightly framed, it's so effective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's been a long time since I had to look away yeah, from absolutely. the screen. Yeah. That yeah. must be why my mom told me it was really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> she watched it and she was like, It's it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it, it is. It's it's an absolutely compelling piece and it's really horrific. It's, but it is that classic idea, even just from the script writing point of view, that if a character needs to overcome a thing yeah. and, and the pressure of the situation forces them to internally overcome something and yeah. it's it, that is brilliantly done in it. Yeah. It's funny though, isn't it? Because again, like I, in a lot of films, I tend not to like flashbacks. I tend to find them kind of lazy and boring. I'm like, get me back to the story. But even in these ones, it, it's so naturally woven in yeah. and it's relevant, you know, yeah. that you actually you want to know like yeah. uh, I, it's it's a weird one because flashbacks are really a kind of a crude way sometimes of, of popping back mm. but he just handles it so well and yeah you just sort of drift along through the whole film you never mm. really feel like I, okay for me I would argue the last couple of minutes weren't as necessary sure like, they're fine I have no problem with them but yeah. like uh, you know and I like the the message of it but I didn't personally need it mm-hmm. to feel I felt that the, the character had achieved that yeah. Without, you I know, mean, I thought it was a nice conclusion to the character. Yes. Like, um, and it's nice like, to have an ending that yeah. is strong and clear, and you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know if that. Is, I presume that is all in the book. Uh, I haven't read the book. I'm not sure. Um, okay. You've read I haven't book. seen the film, so yeah, no, we no can't. Really, and I don't want to spoil it on people. And but as well, uh, uh, talking about more Netflix originals, you mentioned before I wake. Yes, yeah. Uh, feelings? Which is available here, but not available in America because of relativity going completely bankrupt. Oh, yeah, so it's only yeah, available in course. Canada. Yeah. So there was a big deal that Netflix picked it up here, which was great. I I loved the idea. I didn't really like the film. Yeah, it kind of, it was a bit um, weak at Is that the same director as Gerald's game? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. It's kind of a horror drama. Like, yeah. like quite a, a very tragic and great central premise. And I know some people really, really love it. Uh, but yeah, I, it didn't quite earn... Yeah, well, I, I felt it did. Uh, uh, it had a great trailer and um, didn't quite live up to it, which is often the case with I think a lot of movies. Um, but still, I mean, uh, for something that I mean that was made in what two thousand and fourteen or two thousand and fifteen, yeah. and it's only just been released due to, of course, been a nightmare uh, being, for him, being yeah. caught up in relativity. Um, but visually, it I think it's quite good. Oh yeah. Um, and it's, it's a really have you seen it, guys? No, I haven't like, seen it. I don't. You don't want to necessarily spoil it, but like there, there's it's probably worth mentioning because people won't watch it otherwise like what's really amazing or very creepy about it is it's about a couple who've lost their child and they adopt a new one or they're fostering Mm. another one and it turns out that whatever this child dreams about actually becomes an apparition in their house Mm. so they start feeding information about their child to the kid so that she dreams about it so that they can hang out with their dead child but the, oh, they, they're giving yeah. her more and more information to try and make it more and more real for them. Yeah. And they're staying up all night. To hang and it's just, it's it's this fucked up thing of where they're using the new, the new child yeah, to yeah. try and relive the things, which are great concepts. Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't quite pull together. Okay. But like, great concept. Sounds fantastic yeah. on paper. I it can is. See it and I love the fact really that Mike Flanagan's going for these things. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Because better to, to, to swing and miss than not, you know, He's living and all. learning. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And his, his, uh, his body of work is just only going to grow, you know, the more he yeah. takes these kind of risks. And did you say that same director did, what's his name again? Uh, Mike, Mike Flanagan. Flanagan and Mike Flanagan. Do you say he did Hush? As Hush, well? yeah. There's the first major Netflix original. That's on my list as well. What did you guys think? Oh, of that? I really liked yeah. Hush. Very well made. Really tense. Yeah. yeah. I thought I thought it was really good, and I re- I loved the concept when I heard about it. I was like, okay, I have to see this movie. Uh, 
and you know I, I I liked it but I thought the killer I just kind of fell down for me I thought it was well, just once they took off the mask that actually yeah. lost it for me I have and to then and then just the motive it's just a guy killing like you know stalking and killing people for no particular reason that yes. kind of gets me where it's you know I would have liked a little bit of something just why he's doing this other than yeah, oh he's weird. just a bit mad that, isn't that a battle we all have when you're developing horror scripts and stuff it's the whole like having enough information because yeah. people want to know but then Not also too, you don't to, want too much like, like yeah. in Chainsaw we never know why really like mm. Michael Myers we never know why Wait, uh, we do know Michael Chainsaw. Myers we know why well no we don't no Michael Myers we don't we never know yeah. why he killed his sister well, oh, we do look, in the Rob what? Zombie Yeah, one. we do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's never clarified. But was it not because, um, like, this whole sexual frustration thing? But that's something through. we've applied to it, but the film never discusses that. But isn't that, like, but you get, what you, film is? You get is. that like, as an audience do, yeah. member. You but, get, as an audience member, you get, I think I have an idea of why he's killing yeah. people. And the same with, with uh, Leatherface in, in Texas Chainsaw. I mean, like, well, I mean, that's that's pretty blatantly obvious. Like, it's... You know, the family are out in the middle of nowhere and they do eat people. And they've been and doing this for years. Yeah, but why? And it's, why? Isn't, yeah, the why isn't there. Why did, Which I love because I think it's scarier, but I don't think it's ever... Why? Why? Because I think I think in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they, like those, fa- that fucked up family of killers, they're, that's, they're like well-rounded. You know, like they're well-rounded in that. I look at them and I go, okay, they are outside of society you know they mm. are able mm. to do whatever the fuck they want mm. and there there used to be um what's it called it uh, uh, no no they used to be they, were, they used to own an abattoir yeah they used to own an abattoir and they used to kill Again. kill animals so that's kind of carried over into them doing whatever the hell they want in hush it the dude just shows up wearing a hoodie going i want to kill you i want to kill you <laughs> so you're like who the hell but is like, this guy but, but, but the but the thing is like look at any serial killer why yeah, but because that's the question that we're all trying to figure out. But when you have a why, it becomes less scary. Like cut to Hannibal Rising, cut to any of the later. The Manhunter is quite good. Manhunter is incredible. I mean, the why becomes the story. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't. I, I don't want to over-explain the no, why. But I, for I, sure. I understand exactly what you're reading from Chainsaw, but there's never a discussion about why Leatherface wears people's faces for masks. There's never any kind of understanding about how they became. We see Grandpa up there. There's some hint mm. that it was that way, but like. I don't know. I think it's scary because we don't know. And like when you're writing a script, it's trying to have that, how much do we get into that? Because I agree because it was a bit of a problem for me in Hush. And yet I also know I kind of don't want my killers overly explained. And I'm not sure where that sweet spot is. It's almost probably the thing with Hush is because he's a dude. Yeah. Like, and he is a guy. Yeah. You automatically maybe want uh, a reason do you know yes whereas if he's a guy in a mask he's sort of saying ah he's a bit well, of a that's it. He's, <laughs> mask. he's one of those he's one of those yeah. guys <laughs> that something happened and, and that is you a know. sinister moment when he takes off the mask and you're like oh shit he doesn't care mm. if she sees his face that means he he's, he's here to kill her and she's a brilliant character you know mm. she is really good you're kind of with her for the whole movie um but I think that was just the only thing, mm. you yeah. know. Like, well, like, it was kind of an exercise in tension, really. That yeah. yeah, it was yeah. more of that, wasn't it? Because, like, I really enjoyed it, but, like, it's not... Uh, I wouldn't say Hush is, like, the perfect horror film. Like, mm. I think, actually, Netflix was a perfect spot for it. I don't yeah. know if yeah. I went to DC. I think because it was in the cinema, we all enjoyed it a bit more. I think your expectations mm. might have been a little bit higher if we'd paid 13 euros to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, yeah, it's, it's just a really well-made one. I don't think it, it reinvents anything particularly, but I don't know that that's a mm. bad thing either. Like, it's just an entertaining 90 minutes. Yeah. And away you go. You has, know? has anyone seen, by the way, because I know they've just released Creep 2. On the original, yeah. I've seen I really the original, like, yeah. Now, this, like the original. So this is the American... Has been released. 
In America, it has. I don't oh, know if it's out over here yet. Okay. Uh, so this is not Creep the British uh, Underground oh, yeah, one, yeah. which I really like. I, love, I love that really one. I creeps me out, ironically. Um, but so this is the American one. Uh, remind me Mark the story Duplass. of the original one. Mark Duplass. Yeah. Where oh. Peach Fuzz. Where Peach, he puts yeah. the mask. It's so it's a guy footage. who's dying. He claims that he, he's, he's terminally ill and he wants to make yeah. a video for his family or something, is it? Yeah, he hires a cameraman to come around and film him because he's going to die and he wants to show his, his son... His unborn son, I yes, think. That's, that's it. Yeah. yeah, and it's super low budget. It's really it just kind the of two, 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 two yeah, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, this sorry, because I haven't seen the the Mark Duplass creeps. So oh yeah, you, yeah. This yeah. is one of my yeah. favorite horrors yeah, it, of the last two years. And it's a slow build, though, isn't yeah. it? It just I've watched it about four or five times. Really? I mean, it's just I've his seen character is brilliant. Like for the past while, yeah. I just haven't gotten around. Because um, this oh, was yeah, one of those Blumhouse ones that they did just sort of dump onto. You know, obviously they make their films and then they decide mm. if they're going to do a theatrical sure. release or not. So yeah, they did just sort of plunk it onto Netflix, yeah, yeah. but it's really found a following yeah. since then, hasn't it? Like there's a real awesome upsurge. Of and I definitely didn't know when I first watched it, or you know, when I finished watching, it, I didn't know it was going to be part of a trilogy. Well, I did they know why? Oh, is like, it? It's part of the trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. yeah. I, you know, it's, it's like trilogy. the Matrix thing where it's after. It's like, oh, there's always going to be yeah. a trailer. Like, yeah. <laughs> so have you seen the new one, Connor? Or? No, no, I just heard yeah. about it, but I, I'm, I'm excited. The reviews seem to be pretty good. I'm People seem to, to think it. it's, it's actually really, you know, because cool. I didn't know how you would do a second yeah. one like oh, that yeah. and make it work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd be interested to see. Because oh, sequels are tricky. Like what, like, what did guys think of Wolf Creek 2? I didn't, oh, I didn't see, see it. I didn't see it. You know, because like I, well, it's a weird one to say you liked Wolf Creek because I find it quite nasty and not, I, I love the character watch. of yeah. Wolf Creek. Um, I was literally in a meeting, a meeting the other day and I was, uh, we, had, we had gotten into treatment and I was like, actually, can we go back to, to the writer and I'm just going to like tell him to watch Wolf Creek so that he can base, because he's got all these little bits of um of the character. Is his name Mick? Mick, yeah. The, the killer. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I first saw Wolf Creek, I someone just said, hey, how about you watch this movie, Wolf Creek? Here's the DVD. I literally didn't even know it was a horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when the thing happens, and it takes about middle, forty minutes. Yeah, really, yeah it does. It? So yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. it's like a road movie, and then they go to this like it's crater. An alien crater. Yeah, like you're like, <laughs> oh, it's Wolf Creek. Yeah, that sounds like it could be like kind of like a, an alien kind of thing. And then when he wakes up and he's like mm. got the things through his arms and all, you're like, oh shit, this is like a, a serial killer. You know, a survival kind of horror it's type not of movie. Not even a serial killer. It's just, I mean, I didn't pick up on him being a serial killer. It was more like that he was just this really friendly old man who. You know, like, Kill. like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> kills people. <laughs> the story of no, Santa he's Claus. He's a mass murderer more he, than Yeah, anything. but it, it no, like he's, he goes he goes around the he, uh, he the, does go right. Okay, he is a serial killer, <laughs> but like, do you know, like he's not. he's like I mean, remember when he he sticks uh sticks the knife into your man's back and he's like, do you know what? I call a hedge on a stick, and then he's like, that's a really bad Australian accent. <laughs> Just in case anyone didn't pick up on that. <laughs> and then it's like this is a head on a stick. <laughs> Fucking horrifying. It, a yeah. serial killer would never do that. A serial killer <laughs> yeah. would never do Speaking that. Speaking from experience. <laughs> no, but it's a weird, because like, yeah, whether people like the first one or not, because it is a tough movie. It, it's mm. definitely yeah. not... It came out weird. in the days of torture porn, didn't it? It, it came did out kind of, and it, yeah, It's not quite that, yeah. and yet yeah, it is brutal that, and yeah. it's raw. Yeah. Uh, and that's weird, but I, I want to kind of enjoy my horror films. I don't really just enjoy yeah. watching something Absolutely. nasty the whole way through. Yeah, but 100%. when they made the sequel to it, it was a weird one to me, because there are lovers of it, and I haven't seen the TV series yet, but they There's just kind TV of... Series? Yeah, yeah just just came out. It, well, Shudder just put season one up. But season two is on TV at the moment, okay. I think, in America. But it's... that They just kind of 
umped up all the action. Mm. So now Mick is kind of doing big car chases. Oh, a couple of years ago now. Um, And, uh, but like there's big, and they're well done, but Mm. it's just, it's that hard thing of trying to expand a small story. And that's why I think Creep would be interesting because you kind of have to keep it small. Yeah, yeah. For it to work. But I thought that's why Wolf Creek was so good because it was so small. And and as you said, the violence didn't really kick off until about halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it worked as like, kind of like a a road movie, like a summer kind of holiday kind of movie. And then there was just this really, fucked up moments in it you know but if you did like a whole movie like i don't know i'd, I'd be i'd be curious to see if, if that sequel worked yeah yeah, yeah no I, 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 again we're checking out but a bit different but that's it's yeah. a funny one because yeah it does take about 40 minutes to get going in that and how do you guys kind of feel about that because horror films have gone through this interesting mm. turn where like i'm constantly surprised when i go back and watch earlier films actually because i was watching manhunter last night mm-hmm. actually and like uh most of them get into it so quickly mm-hmm. like and I kind of love that now I still think you need your 10 or 15 minutes to set up generally that's fine but what a lot of these other ones nowadays where I don't know whether it's budgetary or not but like for me 45 minutes 50 minutes before the film kicks in mm-hmm. can be a bit long if you're really loving the characters it's great yeah but that's a big it's, if on a lot of them and like you know I don't know it's it's literally like we, we talked about it a year ago um it's that whole elevated genre elevated mm. thriller it's it it, it it, it's not going to sell unless it's a big studio film if it is in the first 10 minutes um a distributor sees mm-hmm. horror sees gore it's not going to sell really? um yeah so it literally is a uh, a modification of the genre to get it into a cinema to get a theatrical release to get people to see it that's so funny because even when i find developing scripts there's always well i f- i feel from some of the producers is a pressure to try and get get to it quicker and give us the scare in the first couple yeah. of minutes and stuff so it's like probably that, like... it's probably like you say though it's probably dependent on where the they're aiming true. to put it so yeah. maybe yeah and what budget you're aiming for yeah that's Cause true because I, I do think there's still a place I hope there's still a place for oh, the gory I think so for yeah. horror you know, oh, you know what, like, I aim for it because yeah, <laughs> there was uh, I only got to see two films at the Harathon this year uh, so it was the opening night it was Tragedy Girls and then a film afterwards called I think it was called Blood Shack which is a terrible name <laughs> Amazing. but actually you Blood guys Shack. would fucking love this film like like it's I'm pretty sure it's set in New Zealand like but it's just a family slightly dysfunctional family go off to the cabin they find out that their next door neighbor uh, has keep some kind of weird vampire type creatures in her basement right. uh, and she spots them and so of course they're going to be attacked by them but like the dad is hammered drunk uh-huh. Uh, and he's with his new girlfriend but he is hilarious because he decides he's going to go and talk to the neighbour and sort all this out but it's proper <laughs> real funny drunk and not annoying actor drunk yeah, but yeah. it's just it's a really fun film but it's splattery and it's gory but you know what it was lovely to see it in the audience of the Harathon where you know it was what we were saying it's that fun horror film to watch it's a great audience picture yeah, yeah. and not just cheap spatter or anything like that like, but it just you just had a great time with it it's not important it's not that intelligent yeah. but sometimes that's nice because it is nice you know because i want to talk about remakes at some point but like i've watched the martyrs remake and cabin fever remake as part of my horror tober viewing and like uh fuck me man like sometimes even though i like more serious say horror films you gotta have some entertainment in there just like 100 it can't be all pretension and you know and and yeah the art house thing's really taken over these days it is yeah but i mean that's what sells but at that said though i mean i'm i'm glad to see it did so well you know yeah so good okay but but is it a good good film (laughs) no have you seen it yes i uh was always a massive fan of the original like i'm sure most of you guys were 100%. right mm, yeah well a massive fan of tim curry's pennywise yeah. on a rewatch the film doesn't quite stand up as it's, well as i think it's it so stands but up. for tv in the 90s it was I, incredible i re- i recently well after after seeing 
the remake of it, I thought, okay, love the remake. So many things I loved about it, but you can't, <clears throat> you can't touch Tim Curry's Pennywise. No. Okay, yeah. so then I went back and watched the original, mm. and I was like, I had, I have so many fond memories of the original. I really do. I, I had seen it twice already, so that means I had already given six hours of my life to the yeah, original. It is long. <laughs> so, it is long, so yeah. I watched it one more time this yeah. year with uh, some cousins of mine, mm. and um, it's. After seeing the remake, it's kind of annoying to watch the original because they, the way they develop the story in the remake is so much better than the way they developed the story really? in the original. Really? Pennywise in the original, million times better. I hated Pennywise in the remake. I, re- I thought he was yeah. a guy trying to do a scary clown impression. Yeah. But... Who just likes to run at people, wave his hands over his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, I'm kind of jumping back and forth between the two, so it's kind of confusing. <laughs> it's kind of confusing to talk about it because you're kind of jumping back and forth between the two. But, but it's just like the storyline of the the, <laughs> the story, the story, and the scale of uh, the remake. Um, they just, they just nailed it. They really I'm did. I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, on when was last time you saw? When was last time you saw the original? It's pretty rare, but I am uh, with Ali 100. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys. Guys, well, hang on, you, you can't. Can, you can high five all you want, right? But yeah. I was saying the exact same thing after I saw the remake, until I rewatched the original for the third time. Yeah, no, but I don't. When yeah, was no. the last time you saw the original? Well, I, I just read the book actually like three ago. months ago. Like I, lo- I, I love that movie. Um, and like I, I literally, it was also a year ago when we were doing a podcast, and I was like, guys, have you seen the trailer? Yeah, and you I was it. like, yeah. I'm underwhelmed to fuck. And then I saw the movie, and I was so pissed off it was it was laughable there was times when i was laughing at just how i just it had nothing that i wanted from it it had nothing that i wanted from the town it had nothing that i wanted from the characters i think those kids i mean those kids are great the yeah, acting absolutely. like yeah the acting in the remake was just like yeah like, out not, of this world isn't acting but no, like, and it's well the, made like it looks you know it's beautifully designed and all that but yeah i, I think uh, yeah even georgie at the start that was comical yeah, I I thought they went too big with that thing at the start. When I first watched this film, and I, someone else was uh, saying the same thing, right? The remake, it's like you see that moment where the it grows these big ridiculous teeth hmm. yeah. and bites off the kid's arm. Immediately, I was like, oh, they've gone way too big. They've gone way too big with the horror in this. I'm not going to enjoy this film. That's in the first five minutes. I'm yeah. sitting in the movie theater going, I'm not going to enjoy I this I was film. going, great. They've gone there. <laughs> They're going to kill the kids. I'm surprised by the on-screenness of it, but yeah. Well, they, I, I mean, I, yeah. like, you yeah. know, you're always going to kill the kids. Like, you got to kill the kids if it's it. Like. But, but then, after about 20 minutes in the film, it, it won me back. You know, usually when you watch film, it loses you after 20 minutes. You go, yeah. oh, this is a piece of shit. I'm not going to enjoy this movie. But after 20 minutes, I was like, okay, no, this has got me. This has got me hooked here. The set pieces in the remake, like absolutely fantastic. You know that scene when they're in the garage watching the slideshow and oh the woman God. turns really? into the clown yeah. and then the clown comes like out the of the fucking projector. That is amazing. That, that is was cinema. For me, that scene was like more funnier and you, mm. you'll you'll appreciate this, Connor, Connor McMahon. I'm not saying it's and scary, by the no, way. No, well, no, but... Do you remember that scene in the, the Conjuring Two with the with the painting? Yes. Yes. And it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that for me. It was a joke. Yeah, it 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 disappoint. It hurt my dark. <laughs> 
dark horror soul. I agree. What I will agree with is I didn't, I'd agree with you guys in the sense that I didn't find the clown scary. Like I wasn't scared watching it. He's a babe as well. But but I liked the world of, and I suppose it's in that realm of the Stranger Things nostalgia, the 80s, the, like I liked seeing Batman, the first Batman. And I was like, oh, I remember, like I know that's 1989. Um, you know, so I I enjoyed the world and I I loved the kids and I really liked the funny kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, I thought he was great. hilarious. Yeah, Sion, he was brilliant. Sion, right? um, yeah. So, Finn, you know, yeah. so no, yeah, it, it's like because it's odd because I like I do think it's a nicely made film and everything and like because yeah. I'm not I don't think the the TV thing is is a classic either. But for me, what makes it and it's a it's a long read if you do it, but I think the TV it's, series is much more true to it. The whole thing is it's about children. And their fears yeah. and how your fears can control you and having to overcome them. And that's the big kind of coming of age thing. And for a, a film supposedly based on Stephen King's book, like I actually think Kubrick's Shining was more loyal to the book than this film. And it's not about the film having to copy it directly, but I actually think it missed what made the book so mm. good and what made the original concept so good was he's facing these inner fears. I just think, and I, know, I didn't expect him to do the werewolf or the mummy and all these things mm. that are, you know, in the book. I, I don't know, I, I just felt it's supposed to be much more about how those kids survive together and it was much more of the set pieces. Uh, look, that said, the fact that it's worked for people I think is amazing. The fact that R-rated horror is doing so good. Like on all those levels, I'm delighted. And if a younger audience, if it did everything they want, great. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's more yeah. personal feeling than ragging. If any horror film is successful, then I'm happy. out. And if it brings mm. some people to the genre, it's great. Exactly. Just didn't work for me. Yeah, mm. uh, I would completely agree with that. Like, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm really happy that it definitely opened a window to a new audience of horror and that it is letting the horror genre come back in full force that we are getting children's arms ripped off in the first 10 minutes. Yes. Yes. We're not afraid Connor. that a big studio... <laughs> that ain't no elevated studio. genre. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I will say that I did actually enjoy about the film um, was the character of the girl who I can't remember. Beverly. Sorry. Um, yeah, she was her storyline was a lot stronger and a lot more um, respectfully done yeah. in the remake. That could have been a movie on its own. That would be a movie that I would... But she was the most interesting for me because she actually had a proper arc to go through. And, yeah. But unfortunately, Mike, the black kid got very much sidelined now maybe he's yeah. gonna have a much bigger role in the the follow-on and maybe that's why they're trying to balance it but like he's central to the whole book yeah, yeah. he's the one who stayed behind and did it all yeah. and he's kind of written out of this film yeah he's barely also, in it like sorry. Uh, and the race thing is very little in it as well like, watch uh, the original though the original he's hardly in it at all he's in it as a grown-up yeah i know it's you're, you're talking about the tv series though again like, I, like i'm talking about the book you know what i mean like yeah. it's, it's such a he is the one who sacrificed everything they all went off and that, well, mm-hmm. we don't want to spoil the second one but Mike is a very important character. Yeah. He really, yeah. really is. But we'll like... see all that in the second one. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Although, hopefully. although in the in the original movie, um, the heavy kid. Yeah, uh, I know. He, he gets the girl at the end. He, no, no, no. But the, in the original movie, the heavy kid is not the group historian. It's Mike. yes, it's Mike. So he just got he's he's there. I don't know why they took that off him yeah. and gave it yeah. to, to Ben, but they did. Uh, yeah. It's just it's a slightly interesting choice. Like I really like Mama, the director's first film. I know mm. not everyone. I did. really dislike that. I, yeah, I a lot really of people did. Mama. I really liked it. That's I like Mama. I wanted. I like Mama up until the end sequence did you? that I turned actually... into ET. Was <laughs> <laughs> like stay. Which, it's a pretty it's dark ending. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's it, weird. It, it that I really liked fan. it, but I really disliked Mama. And you guys all really liked Mama. But what didn't you like about Mama of interest? Because you're not alone on that. Actually, that that's not everyone liked it. One of the things was the big CGI monster. 
And See, it's I think, funny, she I think wasn't that's... really CGI for most of it. I know everyone thinks that, but it was you know, very shadow. It's, it's an actor who's yeah. very weird. Crawling along person. the ceiling <laughs> with those weird insect legs. I hate that shit. I hate that shit in horror movies. It just immediately goes, oh, this shit ain't happening. And it's one of the, one of the things I disliked about it was the CGI uh, clown. You know, every time I saw him, I was like, okay, here we go. Let's see what he can do in fucking the original It. Mm-hmm. Tim Curry, it was like a real creepy guy just stepping out of the bushes. Voice, like, yeah, like, yeah. but he had Bill the proper Skarsgård's creepy old was... man type thing. Like, and yeah. what, what really scares yeah. people about clowns, while well, the new one was, uh, and actually, yeah. again, probably is a little closer to how they described it in the book, but it definitely works a lot better the the approach they took with Tim Curry. Yeah, but Connor, you must because like when you were doing mm. stitches, I would say designing a clown is actually much harder than you would think uh, to figure out what is scary or what's not. You know, it must be a, a small balancing act. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, in in ways, you're trying to avoid it as well yeah, because yeah. it's so iconic. And yes, you don't want to <laughs> lose and, what made it terrifying. Well, I suppose you're trying to do something simplistic in a way that the design can be kind of memorable, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where you try a lot of stuff and you end up doing something almost the simplest thing in the world. Do you mm. know what I mean? A white face and two red lines. <laughs> but know? I think that's proof that that's better, though, just because I thought the old, the new one was just overly designed. In the same way I find Annabelle just too overly a horror doll. I I, I actually think they yeah. need to look a little bit more believable that someone might have that well, in their head. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Place, like it's know? so creepy. Yeah. And nobody seems to respond to it that way. They're like, oh, that's normal. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, uh, you've seen those photos of the real Annabelle doll. Yeah. Raggedy Ann. Raggedy I find Ann. that creeper, actually. Creeper. I, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but it's the simplicity of that and the fact it looks like mm. such an innocuous doll scares me I more. I uh, dolls, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, two things. I, I, I saw one or two films at the Harathon as well, I just mentioned. Um, how was Tragedy Girls, by the way? Because yeah. I didn't see that oh, and yeah, I heard yeah, good okay. things about that. Uh, yeah, I would say definitely watch it. Mm. I, I, I had a good time with it. It's a weird one. So the whole point of Tragedy Girls is the idea of these uh, two best friends who have their own little po- podcast uh, about their love of serial killers and stuff. And they realize to try and get more traction and, and, and a better social media imprint that instead of waiting for the killer in their local area to do killings, they're going to kidnap him and start killing people themselves because oh, cool. they'll have the inside track and they'll be uh-huh, able to, yeah. you know, get it out there. And so it's all about, you know, trying to raise your popularity and, and not caring about the damage you're doing mm-hmm. in the meantime. So cool ideas. Um, and awesome it's a lovely idea. glossy the main girls are great and, uh, one of them's from X-Men or maybe both of them I'm not sure uh, but they're, they're, they're both really strong leads you know uh, mm. it's it's a lot of fun and you will laugh at it it just doesn't quite hit where it could it doesn't mm. quite get the satire as strong as it could and it ends on a strange note that like one or two people were asking questions at the Q&A afterwards uh, kind of going against the director and questioning mm. what he was trying to say with his ending and I don't think he was trying to put a kind of a controversial spin on it. I think he was making quite a good point. The film doesn't quite nail that though. And it sort of feels like you're justifying or condoning. And I don't think that was his intention, but the yeah, film yeah, feels yeah. a bit that way. So it's, it's a little mismatched, uh, but well worth watching. And it was just because it reminds me along with Happy Death Day, the, the new Blumhouse one. It's just nice to see Ugh. a return to horror films for me that actually have just a bit of a a bit of a story and a bit of characters who you actually are interested in following around a bit as well. Or there's, there's a, I don't know, like whether you, you hated Death Day or not, 
like they're actually we'll going, talk about that yeah <laughs> but they're going for like a story where it's actually about someone and again whether it's successful is a different thing but they're trying to actually have a person who is a real person who has their own problems or whatever mm. like that and having to go through instead of just what it kind of got reduced to for a while there which was just we hate the main characters instantly and let's just wait to have them brutally murdered yeah, yeah. you know i kind of preferred that idea of let's actually follow people through on an adventure yeah yeah but uh yeah i think it's worth watching what did you see connor I saw the first one I saw was a film called Tag, which is a Japanese okay. horror. Um, In the uh, very tone of the old J horror, or like no, 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 no. I mean, I'll just tell you the opening scene to give you an idea. So it's it's a lot of uh, Japanese uh, uh, school kids on a bus. And for some reason, they start having a pillow fight. I'm not sure. <laughs> As you do. And oh, you Japanese. <laughs> there's feathers flying all over the place. And there's one girl and she's writing her poetry. And her pen falls on the ground and she, she goes down to pick it up. And suddenly the whole top half of the bus gets sliced off. Whoa. And you have all these, like, you know, half sliced, like the start of Ghost, ghost Ship, yes. is it? Where they, yeah, like the, the wire. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's like a good this. one film. I love that and, and she she jumps out and, and there's this sort of, you don't really know, it's like wind. I mean, the camera's flying after with leaves flying around and... Um, basically all the telegraph poles are being sliced like in clean slices mm. and it's a brilliant opening scene where you're just going what is going on like this and and she's just running and she runs through the forest and comes kind of to a clearing where other kids are like a river where other kids might have been hanging out but they're all sliced in half you okay know? and then she gets to school but basically this is where the film sort of lost like for me if it was just like if it kept going i'd be going great mm. but it almost that becomes like oh it was a dream or a fantasy and then she goes into school and she's sort of forgotten her her friends start kind of reminding her who she is and who her friends are and then the teacher pulls in a like a submachine gun and blows the shit out of them all and then it's that's another dream Uh. so basically it becomes this film about parallel dimensions and moving into different like it's got some great scenes like then she'll be at a wedding and um, you know, instead of she's walking down the aisle, instead of flowers, she's got like a, a bottle that's smashed in half, and she's told, you know, you need to go in there and you need to kill the whole brighter. It's almost like she gets war- teleported into these different realities. So it's a series of, um, I guess, set pieces, yeah. and the set pieces are great, but you start to lose, you know, when something keeps restarting, it's almost like uh, it doesn't have enough of an arc or a through line yeah. to keep you interested. So individually, it's got some great sequences, and the opening, I was like really excited about it. But and that crazy wind that was slicing everyone in half—if it mm. hadn't been just that, it was like the good version of the happening. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, that's weird because it sounds interesting, and yet that <laughs> does sound like it would probably annoy me as well. Uh, yeah, it ultimately unravels a little yeah. bit. But, but worth a watch, do you think? Or? I, I think like if it turned up on Netflix type thing, is like you know, bung it on or I definitely watch it for the first twenty minutes, yeah. and then if you're into it, keep watching. You know, cool. Um, what was the second one you saw? The other one I saw was the Hitchcock documentary. Oh, I'm dying to see that. How good was 78. that? Seventy eight fifty two, I believe. Yeah. So um, it's, it's an hour and a half documentary about a two minute scene in a film or a one minute yes. scene. <laughs> so it's based, what film? Um, the shower scene in Psycho. The okay, shower right, scene right, in Psycho. Yeah, so it's called 78 because there's 78 camera setups and 52 cuts yeah. in that Whoa, sequence. okay. And so they really go in depth into the sequence its impact at the time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of good, like their interview Gelmar Del Toro, yeah. Elijah Woods. You know, they have a lot of people talking about it. And the great thing is they have, because most of that scene was shot with a body double 
for um, Janet, Janet Lee, yeah. and she's still alive. So they were interviewing her oh, about. Cool. So so that was great. It, it's not just people commenting on yes, it. Yeah, well. actual people who were there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You kind of just want to know what happened on the day. Yeah. You know, the yeah. mundanity is yeah. almost more interesting. You know. It's really good. It sometimes falls a little into, you know, these documentaries where they kind of go, and Hitchcock, I mean, clearly the civil rights movement was happening yeah. at the time and the, the shower scene was representing or the, you know, the Vietnam War or whatever. You know, yeah. the way they when kind of... When people start waxing lyrical, it gets a little... Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, and it's almost like then it cuts to Hitchcock and he's just like, when I read that shower scene, I just wanted to... Like, that was his reason for the film. But what I did like about it was it... it there were things that I hadn't noticed in Psycho before, like in the opening scene, you know, where she's in the apartment with the guy in her shot. But in behind it is the, the, the door is open to the bathroom and you see the shower in oh, the background. Really? OK. And, uh, you know, as she's driving, you know, it's raining and the wipers. Yes. It's almost like the rain and the wipers are cutting across, almost like the blades. Yeah. Oh, I got you. OK. And yeah. So ba- it's almost like the whole film is building towards the shower scene. And it was an, it was that was kind of interesting to watch. It's like how Hitchcock and, I mean, it was, it, as he said, it was his reason for doing the film, that yes. sequence, but it's sort of, it's, it doesn't totally come out of nowhere. It's sort of been slowly threaded in visually yeah. throughout the film. It's like her destiny from that opening shot. I love that though. You know? like, yeah. yeah. I really want to give it, I think that is coming out on VOD pretty soon. Yeah. So yeah. I'm definitely worth a watch. Yeah. 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 I saw uh, Psycho actually, the, original Psycho for the first time only this year actually mm. I'd never seen it before it was one of those movies that it's kind of like how have you not seen that movie yeah. like, and you know you've seen the shower scene like in TV and documentaries and, and what stuff did you, how, did you, how, did you, how did you find it? brilliant like I mean it was just it, it completely lived up to you know it's legendary status you know but um, it's just a masterclass in tension uh, the performances and I thought like Anthony Perkins, like his performance from the very moment you meet him, he's almost like a sympathetic kind of character, mm. which mm. makes it that much better of an experience. It's like I've seen kind of because I had se- I had seen the remake when I was a kid. You know, someone some grown up was like, "Oh, here, watch this scary mm. movie." You know, I'd never heard of the original, and you know, Vince Vaughn and Anne Hash yeah. just plays mm. this big. Plus like I'm a, I'm a crazy person. You know, from from moments one, like there's absolutely nothing redeemable about them. So. I think you feel kind of sorry for uh, Norman Bates in uh, the original. Yeah, um, completely. And then you can kind of see why he does what he does. And yeah, shower scene. Like, and the Dutch amazing. tilt. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting because they do interview the uh, more so the editor of the remake. Right. And she was saying they cut together the shower scene which they'd done shot for shot it and just they didn't were, work wasn't didn't it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just it didn't work That's and mad. then so then they which really annoyed me when I watched it they start putting the, I mean as she phrased it they what's the director of the remake again Gus Van Sant Gus Van Sant yeah. incredible um, director but yeah. Yeah. yeah and they were saying they made it more like so in the, the shower scene starts cutting to shots of clouds moving across yeah. the sky and it's so oh. well that whole God, like yeah, yeah it, it was the weird thing just after winning the Oscar for Goodwill Hunting that Gus Van Sant decided he was going to do this vanity project of doing but he had the whole notion of trying to remake a film shot for shot to actually see if it would still be as good which is an interesting concept yeah. Yeah. but he was trying to get the actors to deliver their lines and walk across the room at the same pace as you know, so it was bringing yeah. so many levels yeah, yeah. and the editor was trying to fit it in it just became impossible yeah. and then they seemed to abandon it and just because the trailer I think had brought in those kind of shots of clouds and people liked it in the trailer so they went back and just started putting it into their film yeah, uh, yeah they kind it, of it, undermined it, themselves anyway at least if it doesn't work just 
that's yeah. the purpose of it but don't start putting one of the things that struck me about the original after having seen the remake so many years ago was the pacing of the original it's just perfect pacing like mm. you never feel like there's any kind of moments where it's dragging but I remember watching the original even though supposedly it's a shot for shot remake I, I remember there just being all these moments where you're like oh get to the fucking point yeah yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's just when something's well made as well, you give things so much more time, yeah. don't you? But like, yeah. so what about the, the psycho sequels? Because I'm quite a fan of two and three. I've never seen them. I read really? the I've book of the sequel, actually, uh, Psycho 2. I read Did, that. Is this a novelization of the script? No, or? no, no. Robert Block wrote the Did original write... book. Okay, I know Tom Holland wrote the script for Psycho 2. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It could be a novelization. No, 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 because I know he had, he had like a number the of them, yeah. The movie was based on a book. And I think in Robert Block's book, wasn't it? Norman was actually a, a fat, balding, overweight man. And oh, really? that's Yeah, it was Hitchcock who changed it because he thought it'd be much more disturbing mm. to have a young, attractive person because as he said, like, you know, killers tend to be younger but and more Perkins attractive. was kind of androgynous as well. Yeah. You know, he was really skinny and mm. kind of bird-like, you mm. know, himself. So I think that really... Was it is. I mean, Hitchcock it. does have, even from the documentary, he does have an amazing ability to almost predict how... Um, the audience will respond to things like it was the reason to shoot it in black and white was purely because he knew they wouldn't accept the blood, blood. would be too extreme yeah. in that chair scene so it wasn't just uh, to be arty about it you yeah. know it was yeah. I would like you know it's the, like when I think of Psycho and say The Exorcist and a few other films like I would give anything to know what it would have felt to see it because like Psycho is still a, a, quite a disturbing film yeah. in its own way but to imagine what it must have been like back then when audiences were really not prepared because this like, like you know Paramount didn't want to make it a man in a dress <laughs> but no, but they were, like, they were, there was no way they were going to make it like Hitchcock had to fight for sure he had to put it like he worked for free on the yeah. film and made a fortune off it in the back end because of that but like you know no one thought you could even put that stuff on screen because yeah. it was so yeah. so I can only imagine how even because my mom I think saw Alien and The Exorcist when they first came out and she's not into horror films or anything, mm. but you know you go yeah. like, you're in college and stuff and it's just it was just too extreme and People like nowadays we're so used ripping to, their hair out so but I would love to know what that felt like though audiences. yeah I, I, I wish like I was definitely yeah. born in the wrong time um, now, what about what about uh that movie with Anthony Hopkins playing Hitchcock and Helen. Uh, yeah. I prefer the girl, the the BBC version with Toby Jones playing Hitchcock. That's Ooh, a much much better. I love Toby uh, Jones. But but in that film, it's in the film with Helen Mirren as his wife. It's it's really one of those the woman behind the man type of movies, mm -hmm. and how she basically like took over the edit of Psycho. And mm. made it good. Yeah, they just romanticize him a bit all, much, yeah. though. Do you know? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Alma was like really important to all his films. I think she was part of the script writing on, on a lot of them yeah. and the approval. So I think that's true. I just felt that the the Hopkins one kind of. I'm not about trying to taint Hitchcock's legend because I think he's an incredible filmmaker, yeah. but I think there's enough stories about him as a man to imply that he was quite a difficult person yeah. Yeah. and not very fair on women particularly. <laughs> and I, it just that film was the whole Hollywood celebrating the best side, but not at least admitting yeah. there were other bits. And the the girl, the BBC one, is, is maybe a little bit too harsh the other side, but it is based on Tibby Hedren's experience making mm. the birds. Yeah. So at least you have a first-hand account and I've never heard of that film. Oh, it really I don't know, it's so annoying that they never released it. It was like a it's BBC was oh, on there. Yeah. I'm sure you can find it probably on certain sites, but they never released it on DVD. But Toby Jones is way better as Hitchcock, yeah, in my opinion. I and it's imagine. just uh it's a horrific ordeal. And I believe her. I don't I I don't yeah. see any reason for her to lie about her mm. experience with it. She's not the only woman to come forward. You know. Yeah. Uh, and we're totally segueing into the Harvey Weinstein situation. Oh, but sorry, gonna say it. Hitchcock like he's total like he was a misogynistic absolute arsehole and he's a phenomenal director and i love his films um 
and sorry being a female being a feminist I am not ashamed to admit that just saying yeah, no. fuck you to Tumblr right now <laughs> 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 no but it, like it is it's that difficult thing of like uh I don't think acknowledging whether a film is brilliant or not isn't in any way approving of how someone chooses to exactly. live their life. Exactly. You know, and again, I think if he was doing this now and he was behaving that way on sets, it should be stopped and changed. Completely. So it's not about condoning or saying it was fine that it was mm-hmm. done. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't, for me personally, yeah, they are, there are two separate things. If people want to see them as the same thing and make their own choices, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, and it, it's Sorry. a tricky one. Like it is because like you, you run into your own personal moral yeah. issues and your enjoyment. Like, I don't know. I like, I guess there's no perfect thing because there's always going to be some things you will draw a line. <laughs> like that, yeah. that line in the sand is different for everyone. Yeah. But I think it's more about respecting each person's right to have a slightly different exactly. line. That It doesn't mean that they're hating on you or, yeah. you know, mm. it's, it's just everyone has their own yeah. fucking take on it. That was, you should be president of the world without saying. <laughs> no, honestly, because honestly, I, 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 I do feel like like we are very much like our voices are being it's, it's like motel hell our voices our vocal cords are being taken out and we're all being planted to nice become, tie back yeah i like motel hell <laughs> i like motel hell um let's lighten it slightly shall yeah, we yeah. just oh, to get back. oh i watched a movie that you recommended a year ago lake mungo oh yeah uh, yeah you enjoy it uh yeah that's pretty it's pretty pretty good um it's pretty good. pretty good pretty yeah it's okay um I I enjoyed it. I did feel that it um it it, it kind of ended a bit. It did. see it's very hard when you're doing a straight up documentary. Mm. I was, that's why I was watching the whole thing, thinking how can you? Because you can't really build to a full on climax because it's supposed to be a documentary that was kind of made yeah. Yeah. and put together, and so there can't really be a shocking surprise. Yeah. yeah. But like even even when it's like oh the when the the son uh, slash brother is like. Oh yeah, no, I framed it. I did this, and this is actually how I did it. It was a plate, it was a glass plate, and I had a, an impression of my sister. Like all this spoiler. Yep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wait a minute. Um, it was a glass plate impression <laughs> of his. Oh, well, no. <laughs> like I, that I tells know. me everything. It just, it just, it, it started to unravel itself yeah. in the middle, which you know, kind of upset me. Um, sorry, that's all I have to say. I did like <laughs> what I did like about that was though that it did take the fan footage and do uh, something slightly different. Yeah, you know, in the sense that they yeah. didn't just do it like you know the standard straight up one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they and they worked with within the limits and because mm. it is it's a really tricky genre to work with. And I think the mockumentary is even more difficult because mm. with yeah. these entries and stuff that it's meant to be a fully assembled. Like at least with traditional fan footage, you have this notion of it's raw so people you know we can see lots of stuff but if it's an edited documentary it's yeah. you know it, it's a little little trickier but no I think that, that that's definitely one worth checking out did anyone see the new Chucky Cult no. of Chucky no. no but you know what I did watch oh what Chucky uh, Child's Play 2 oh yeah everyone's doing this revisionist Child's Play 2 is the best in the series well, it's I, not true I, <laughs> the original well, right. I, I don't know if it comes like I watched it because um, one of the guys on Shockwaves watched yes. the whole yeah. uh, Child's Play series and He's kind of going, oh, Child's Play 2 is re- really good fun. So I so I stuck it on it. And I did really enjoy it. Yeah. Like, the, there is something, like, it captured the fun of the original, I would say. It's very colourful and twisted as well. Yeah. Like the toy sh- factory stuff is creepy. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Like, they have these scenes, you know, where the guy caught on the, you know, the 
whatever would make the dolls would stick the eyes into the doll, but the yeah. guy gets caught in the conveyor yeah. belt and the, it's uh, as uh, kids sticks the eyes in. We believe, I haven't seen it. We believe the factories were like this. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. oh, we thought Willy Wonka type <laughs> thing. It's, like, it's all colourful boxes and like, you know, there's things everywhere. But uh, yeah. yeah, and the ending, pretty horrific as well. Like uh, Chucky gets pretty mangled. Yeah, uh, like he, like you, you know that scene, you know where they die and they come back and they die. And they, like yeah. literally yeah. happens about three <laughs> He's melted. It's like that has to be it. No, yeah. no, he comes back. And um, but it was good. I mean, Jenny Agatha's in it, mm. you know, which is it was a nice surprise. Um, yeah, I went through. Uh, there was one Halloween, maybe it was last year, or the year before, where I just sat down. I had obviously seen the original a few times, but uh, I went. I sat down and I watched like all of them, like mm. in the space of like two days. Oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was really good. But I didn't know. Actually, maybe yeah, I might have heard like whisperings of a of a follow up. What was the the new one like? So well, Cold of Chucky. I, I, I haven't seen the new one. Yeah, no, like okay, I I like the Child's Play ones. Like I, I, three is a bit weak, and five I really didn't like. But I rewatched that recently. That Seed of Chucky, where where Chucky is a kid, uh, and he's going through his emotional gender issues. Okay, uh, shit, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, but that's the first one Don Mancini directed. And actually, if you watch it again, it's actually surprisingly well made as a film. I just think they misjudged the the humor. Curse of Chucky then was part six, where they brought it back around to the kind of the horror stuff. And actually, I think that's one of the better ones well worth watching uh, and now this one cult where, you know, did, where did Bride Bride four. Chucky so I that enjoyed four. that one yeah no I that's great that fun yeah, like, I'm good. a big fan of four I think they, yeah. they, they that was Johnny or was it Ronnie Yu who did Freddy vs. Jason yeah, uh, yeah they yeah. got the sense of humor just right in that yeah Cult of Chucky's it just for me it felt like they jumped the shark uh, I can't I don't want to get into quite what way it goes with things but it's the a surviving member from Cult of or from Curse of Chucky so she's now in a mental asylum uh Played by Fiona Dorf, who is uh, Brad Dorf. They all oh, go wow. into mental asylum. In, in Chucky too, she's gone to him. The yeah. mother's gone to him. It's as if they want to get rid of a character. Just <laughs> but she's trapped in there, and of course, no one believes her. But Chucky's coming back for revenge, and it kind of tries to tie it in. But without getting into it, there there is multiple Chucky's, and instead of being more effective, it just feels less. Yeah. You know, and they just discover a new curse that they can do that with. And mm. it just, I don't know. I, I know they're trying to do something a bit different with it, but for me, it didn't work, you know. But still, you know, it's... it. There is just something great about Chucky, but yeah. he's so abusive. Like it's <laughs> something, especially when he's chasing a kid. I don't know if that's good, but, the, but, but that's what was... Like, there's something about the second one. Yeah, where, I, you know he, where he, he just really goes, hates Andy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. horrible to... Fucking, like, you know. And, and, and it's I love that thing that they do in films, you know, where... The Chucky will do something and the kid's getting blamed for it like you know he'll yeah. wreck the place well, and you're just, Tara, like, you were gonna love Cult of Chucky because can I tell you Andy is back and it's the same actor he? as an adult no wow. way and it starts with Andy who has Chucky's head in a vault and he takes it out every night while he drinks and burns cigarettes on it oh so it's God. fucking demented so Andy is not over this stuff at all wow, and he's still, so there's something interesting about that they just I wish mm. they developed that further because uh, yeah like Andy's pretty pissed off wow. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, no, like his, his, and see, that's why those horror franchises work though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's Andy and Chucky is what made those first totally, ones great. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is like Michael and Laurie Strode, you know, like it's, it's, you, yeah. you want, you have to have the two. Freddie and Nancy. Connect. Yeah. Whenever yeah, they Freddy do a callback to like the original uh, heroine or the original character, like in any of those franchises, that, that really. Yeah. Bringing Jamie Lee back in H2O, like for me was, was yeah. the best way to oh, go with brilliant. those things. Like, you know, it really elevated yeah. what that totally. film was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you need iconic good people as well as bad people. See, <laughs> horror films are completely feminist. Because we always have the final girl who fucking kicks ass. Yeah. It's a fun, yeah, I don't know. Because like, I, I, you can read it both ways that way. Because like, the final girl 
is can be a great trope or it can be not because like in some of these films they are just kind of hapless people who just run around while all their friends are dying and then eventually they either accidentally or somehow manage to kill the bad guy or they're ones who take ownership and actually kick ass like that's what i enjoyed about your next and stuff is actually someone who didn't just stumble into it Mm -hmm. but took it straight on you know and i kind of think nowadays that's sort of where we're going with the final girls while before it was a bit more hands over the head (laughs) running through the woods just screaming and always falling and twisting their ankle you know Uh, no 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 go on i don't think so i mean like okay look at look at suspiria okay yeah she runs and flails in the middle of a wood but then she goes back and she kills a freaking witch she do, she's very little to do with the development of a bar she figures out at the end and like i love suspiria beyond belief but like uh yeah i'm curious about the new one what are you any thoughts i, I know mean, they've I announced mean, that it's not a, a remake but then you're kind of going so why is it called suspiria yeah, exactly. but like i mean the, are I, we open-minded I, um i suppose no. It's a tricky one because for me, what makes Suspiria is one, the music yeah, and yeah. the visuals. Yeah. But aren't Goblin coming back to do the music? Are they? I don't I think heard, so. I heard are they? they were, oh, yeah. That's interesting. Um, <coughs> yeah, it's a tricky one when they when you take something that's so iconic. Y- you tend to, you kind of, let's do something different. And yeah. what, it's hard to do something different that's better. You yeah. know? Well, particularly that, because you're right, like it's the story of Suspiria isn't, there isn't really much yeah. Like, you could uh, probably tell the greatest Suspiria story and it wouldn't be as good as the atmosphere that's created by yes, the visuals yeah. and the... Yeah. yeah. You know. Now, I guess most people who see the new Suspiria will not know the original and yeah. I guess they yeah. won't have any of that baggage at all. So in that way, it probably won't really hurt mm. mm-hmm. its sales. But like, yeah, like I'm curious. I'm open-minded. I'm In a way, I'm glad that they're not just trying to directly remake it because I think that's a mistake too. Yeah, uh, but then like, so what do we want in our remakes? Do we want you know you we give out when they change too much yeah and then we give out when they're carbon copies i mean i think what i want from a remake is um okay again you know what movie i'm going this isn't halloween wait what (laughs) halloween well yeah the new halloween oh yeah i was was actually going to talk about house on haunted hill okay oh another supernatural film (laughs) and I will live that down someday. <laughs> so obviously I love the original and absolutely one of my, like literally it was one of my, when you wanted like top five films. Yeah, yeah. I gave remake you six. And <laughs> <laughs> um, the remake is one of my favorite, the 1999, re- 1999, yeah, yep. mm. that's enough nines. Uh, remake is one of my favorite horror films. And I think that it took, um, it took the key elements. It took the atmosphere and it modified it and like updated it. It took the location and it kept it in that eerie kind of atmospheric sense, but again, updated it. And the characters had changed, but yet the storyline, the core storyline was still there. And it didn't, I don't know what I'm saying guys, basically (laughs) I love both of those movies. I basically want, I want something that pays homage to it. It takes the key elements of, of, the story takes the key elements of the atmosphere which again is my favorite thing in horror films and it just modifies and updates them like uh the remake of evil dead i know i i I rewatched it you loved it i know i didn't like it the first time because i thought the drug storyline was too heavy for evil dead but i watched it again and I like. I have to say, like, I mean, okay, it's never gonna be. It's I mean, not. I love no, it's the original, thing, but so you could it never is. remake. You can't, the you can't put it yeah. in the same the category yeah. as the original. You're yeah. looking at it as just as its own yeah. kind but of film. That, that's what. That's mm. what I think uh, people need to to kind of do because I mean, look for example, Sherlock Holmes, right? Mm. The Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes. I know, totally horror horror related, but those films 
have taken a character but completely created their own version of Sherlock Holmes mm. and that's why they work so well because they're not trying to conform into this little box that we've all put Sherlock Holmes into and that like Evil Dead as a standalone film if if it if it was titled something else and absolutely it was like, if it was like okay so we were completely you know um um inspired by the original Evil Dead and we wanted to make our own version of it yeah then okay but when you put it in the box and say this is a remake of Evil Dead that's when it doesn't work because yeah. you're always you're immediately before you even step into the cinema you're already comparing it I think it's and as well what what makes it hard and it's arguably things that shouldn't be remade. I mean, Evil Dead is Bruce Campbell. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's yeah. and like in the way that Argento is Suspiria, Bruce Campbell is Evil Dead. Yeah, he is and, yeah. and you're kind of you're always in the losing battle. I mean, so the thing I'd say about Evil Dead is they did the right thing, not trying to do a comedy version. You know what I mean? In a sense that it was always it would always fail yeah. if you yeah. tried to go down that road. Just because you can't recapture the spirit of it. Yeah, you yeah. never could. Yeah, Especially exactly. with something that has such a specific personality. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't replicate that. But like in in relation to Evil Dead, I uh, re- I had a real moment of <laughs> awakening in the summer when uh, I was teaching some uh, film students and we were talking about movies. We were talking about horror movies and I was like, someone named like a really good horror movie and one of the girls puts up her hand and goes, oh, Evil Dead. And I was like, oh, okay, Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi. Yeah, a bit of, <laughs> bit of gore, you know, a bit of slapstick. It's all good, <laughs> you know. And then a couple of days later, we were talking about uh, horror movies again. And I, and I was like, um, has anyone seen Carrie? And they, they were all like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I started talking about Carrie. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, I don't, don't remember. It was John Travolta in Carrie? And I was like, oh, my God, they're thinking about, about the remakes. The remake. Well, John Travolta was in Carrie. Yeah, but he wasn't in the remake. No. She's <laughs> <laughs> thinking so, like that. Exactly. That's yeah. so, what I'm saying is, and then, then I realized, oh, wait, when that girl said Evil Dead to me, she was talking about the remake. The remake. Yeah. And I was like, have you have you seen like Evil Dead 2 or Army Darkness? And she was like, what are these words you're saying? To me? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, that shit has taken over. You know, yeah. to them, mm-hmm. Carrie is Chloe Grace Moretz and Evil Dead is... Yeah. The one with the drugs. But is and that not the, the same for us? Because, like, is, when we think of The Fly, are we not thinking of Cronenberg's one over the okay, 1996 yeah, 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 exactly. You know? that's, that's, a, that's a valid point. Um, but that is because Cronenberg totally did a better job. <laughs> yeah, like, I do agree. Like, they did but, do them better. But in there would the have 70s. probably been people back yeah. then going, what are you talking but about? That's it, yeah, the, I think people would be horrified going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also yeah. people would be horrified it ruined the so end. gory yeah. and disgusting, you know, that that's not what it was about. Like, yeah. So I think people who loved the original when they saw it probably, you know, in the same way mm. when we're talking about it, we're judging it against yeah. previous iterations. But I don't know, I because I used to get so upset by remakes, like The Omen and The Wicker yeah. Man, God help us. Like, oh I, I came out of those films like seething yeah. and yeah. furious. Yeah. And actually, I think there's been so many of them now that I've been able to let go that hang up that now you I don't expect them to be great. Some of them are great. Some of them are great. And they can be, yeah, you know. Yeah, House on Haunted Hill and Ghost Ship. 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts, I really like. I love it. The thing I'd say for me that's missing with a lot of them, like if you look at the Text Chainsaw remake, um, a lot of... A lot of the originals, like it's it's something so subtle, it's hard to put your finger on. But it's the comes out of the fact that they were made for low budget films, yeah. and yeah. these people were almost probably out on their own in the film making the and um and to a degree even with Carrie, there's something about when there's a big budget making the film, yeah. there's something where it doesn't feel as dangerous. Yes. Yeah. You know, or you're not so as polished. on edge about so what might yeah. happen. It's, they're or like, trying to make 
uh, a low budget film with a big budget and make it look like it was a low budget film. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And it's, it's just like, so overlit and everything. Yeah, just yeah. there's no reality at all. Yeah. To, and it, that's funny because like De Palma's carry is so beautiful and, and, and yeah, and yeah. kind of like it's that beautiful kind of glowy and look. Eerie. So it's really it eerie. doesn't yeah. it doesn't have it like a rawness like Texas Chainsaw, yeah. but it still has its own world. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. in the way yeah. that totally. the carry the mother in the original is terrifying. Yeah. The real yeah. Julianne Moore is an actress playing yeah. a character. Yeah. Like I kind of Not making it her own Yeah, like, yeah. You just don't feel That it's like uh, yeah. The reality yeah. is Sometimes a little Sometimes you come across An old Lesser known horror movie And you think This would be due A good remake mm. You know this Like uh, This could This could do with A bit of an update Maybe mm. the first time around They didn't necessarily nail it They had a mm. good story They had a good script mm-hmm. A good idea but uh, they maybe they maybe it needed a bit of a budget, you know, or maybe it just needed better casting. But there are movies like fucking Carrie and The Fly, The Shining, and things like this that they got right the first time around. Oh, that, yeah. that you're just like, just yeah, yeah. don't mess don't with touch them. it, don't yeah. touch it. And they're so unique, like like Carrie. It does like Mick Garris's version of The Shining bother you? Like you know, I don't. I think it's it's it a more loyal version of the book. I think yeah. that's fine that they made it, but for me, it doesn't taint. But Kubrick did it all. Like I don't. It because it's a separate entity. Yeah. It yeah. Is a it definitely. Entity. It definitely doesn't outshine the. Uh, you're talking about the miniseries. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was uh, unintentional. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it definitely doesn't overlook the original. Oh. <laughs> you're on. Thanks very much, folks. <laughs> okay, I think we we got to end there. But um. It, it does it, it does I wouldn't even say it coexists because no one really knows about that film you know like the Rebecca the, 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 the yeah but like most of these remakes will drift into the same obscurity I yeah. would have thought you know they were not going to stand the test of time yeah. most of them but yeah. then like say I don't love the remake of Night of the Living Dead but I know a lot of people who are quite big fans yeah, of it I, yeah. Yeah. you know I enjoyed okay. the Dawn of the Dead remake quite a lot yeah. it's a very different thing it loses yeah. all the political subtext but it's a <laughs> yeah. exciting and it is, you know it is and Dawn of the Dead would be the original would be one of my favourite mm. horror movies but I actually I, did they don't the conflict with me the enjoyment of both of them yeah. you know come here to me am i dreaming or having a nightmare rather are they remaking pet cemetery <laughs> they are yeah oh. bollocks to that <laughs> Who's doing it how are you gonna Someone go remake pet cemetery i know I, oh it's the guys I, who did starry eyes is it i support a remake of pet cemetery oh my actually. god no you don't <laughs> yeah i think pet cemetery no you don't <laughs> i i know people again it's had this revision lately where people are saying that the, the performance aren't great i still do love pet cemetery it's, it's still creeps me out no i do love but it i'd be okay with it uh uh-uh I just I no I don't the problem is I think I'm going to have my own tragedy girl situation on my hand <laughs> it's what we said though about the Carrie remake and stuff and I, I don't believe they're going to get beyond that with the Pet Cemetery one I just think they're going to do things kind of bigger they'll if shine they a little a CGI bit they'll have cash, a more CGI, CGI I think cash. they because the cat can do more and actually that's, that the is the problem cat can now fly <laughs> and someone will be inevitably filming something on a, on a mobile phone going uh, yeah. I'm putting this on YouTube because that, this is yeah, the modern that's version that's what of kills me though. it's just because like they, I think you should still work within the limits of having to work with animals and everything yeah. like that and it, it could, there's no reason it couldn't be a great film I just feel that so many of these updates they think well why do it unless we do more yeah. and who, that tends to reduce it who would be uh, Judd Crandall's character um, give, give me a modern day Fred Gwynn guys. well going by Hollywood nowadays it would have to be someone young so it's going to be a 19 year old <laughs> like who works at McDonald's or something like it's that it's just Bieber no foul it's a good store it's a good walk through John Goodman <laughs> yeah actually John Goodman I'd be up for it yeah because he has because there was a sense of menace to mm. Judd in that film as well there yeah. was something yeah. you know because even when he says that the sometimes dead is better or like he yeah. He, I don't know there's something quite creepy plus the fact that he tells Lewis this story 
and then tells him you can't do anything. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Tell him that story. There's. I know about this graveyard yeah. where people come back to life, but never use it. I suppose in fairness, he tells it over the cat and not with. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. But Has like... anyone seen that Mister Mercedes? No. Oh, yeah. Is that the, is that terrible? Um, is it? Uh, oh. Your man, where is it? Brennan Gleeson's Gleason. in it? I watch it. I watch it because it's got it's, it's written by Stephen is King. It? Stephen King even directs some of the episodes. Yeah. Uh, no that is and an Brennan Gleeson's in it. I was like, I, I have to watch this show. The first episode did not make me want to watch any more episodes. Right. Mm. But it, that's not to say it gets it, it doesn't get better. It could it could very well get better. Interesting. You know what I watched and like it was one of these films that everyone said is awful terrible but i was chatting to somebody over halloween and it's it somehow came up and they said no give that film a chance and i don't know if anyone's seen it but uh knock knock with Keanu Reeves. oh Keanu Reeves, god are we done worst film ever made <laughs> no i really enjoyed it all time i really enjoyed it Connor, what the hell it's, um, it's a trashy 80s it reminds me of the erotic thrillers that used to come out where it promises all this sex and stuff and then doesn't quite deliver on that and then it just goes crazy with I, I, I think oh. I like films where you know like <laughs> we're two uh, girls <laughs> two hot girls <laughs> no. no no you know when somebody makes a mistake <laughs> yeah, no, I'll give like, you like Fatal Attraction yeah. or so you kind of go are you idiot yes. and then yeah. their world just like you know uh, no, there's a great but it was fear in that games, yeah. like, I mean yeah. it, it, it was the sexy version of funny games and uh, Keanu Reeves was great in it no he wasn't he was, he was. No. Keanu Reeves was always great Two bits you that were out of your there, mind. There, was, there, were two, there were two scenes which were particularly silly where he was getting. I'll go, stuck. Jeff! I'll go, Jeff! I'll go, Jeff! Turn it off! No, you're killing him! Yeah, my ears! And then there was another one where he's getting stabbed and he's like, My surgery! My surgery! <laughs> that does not equal good acting. No, but that I is know, just two I bits. Think, I think that's a script problem. I think Keanu Dills is great. I just think Eli yeah. Roth can't make real interesting people because I think that as a concept is perfect and apparently mm. it's a remake I haven't seen the original but mm. like uh, I like as I do love those kind of thrillers and I kind of miss yeah, yeah. like those kind of fatal attraction ones but yeah, I just think Eli Roth cannot deliver a remotely believable mm. human being Wait, and I think that's because he has <laughs> no soul uh, that makes sense you know, I quite like Cabin Fever actually I, I was excited by him when he arrived in the scene with Cabin Fever I thought this is going to be good and the remake of Cabin Fever is so bad I it makes you realise so how much bad. better the original was they did like, a remake of it already yeah like, basically frame for frame as well yeah. and then buried it yeah, uh, okay. but no, awful. Cabin Fever, the original no, yeah. is. I didn't drink water. Having fun I with stopped that. drinking water because of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but that Cabin Fever still disturbs as well, though. The, the gore scenes in that are proper get under your skin when the girl's mm. shaving yeah. her legs in the back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, like, or when he's doing the fiddling. The, and, uh, that, that's not the hole you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that was nasty. But it uh, was. It was hard. But do you not think, like, because, like, for me, that's why the. And I, like, I don't have a huge issue against the, the hostile films or anything. Or, I love that. I like. What's the one I he did, the Green Inferno? But like, I, I think the gore is done fine in those. I just find the people totally. Can, you I, know, can green I? I've got inferno. a Green Inferno story. Oh, um, it involves an old woman and a plane. <laughs> um, so I was coming home from some film festival, and um, so I had downloaded. Uh, you know the way you can on a Netflix download. Yes, okay. yeah, you can download you. Yeah, you can oh, download it to your tablet. So I, oh, I downloaded cool. Green Inferno while I was in because it, it didn't come out uh, on Irish Netflix. So I downloaded it when I was in whatever country I was in, and um, I decided that I would watch it on plane because I have absolutely no, you know, respect for people <laughs> when it comes to that. And um, so there's an old woman sitting beside me and uh, again, I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna watch Green Inferno. I was watching it. She kept looking over and then I, I became aware that this very elderly woman was watching 
you know, what was on my screen because she didn't have her screen. Mm -hmm. Then it was the scene where, uh, have you seen it? Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it, no. Okay, well, there's this amazing <laughs> scene where the first person gets literally, I mean, butchered. Like, butchered. Like, first this leg, then that mm. arm, then yeah. this leg, then that arm, then his tongue. And it's like, it's, it's, it's an amazing scene. She vomited. Oh, no. <laughs> I made a woman vomit on a plane. <laughs> that is awesome. I know. My dad was then later on, he told me, he was like, you I'm so proud been, of like, you, sweetie. You, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you could have been like arrested for that because it was like total like, but yeah, made her vomit. So the Green Inferno, you should definitely. My lesson out. from the Green Inferno is you can't film the Amazon jungle with Digital. digital yeah yeah, yeah. It, it it it's again it feels like you're does like you know those films like cannibal holocaust cannibal mm. ferox all those yeah. cannibal movies it's kind of riffing yeah. off they always had this sense that the filmmakers went into the wilderness yeah. and real with and yeah and it it's almost like i think as well when you're filming you know like an ancient tribe or something yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. Some, there's something about there's digital. a disconnect visually like yeah i, I watched uh, in a valley of violence last night to Ty west uh, Western that he did okay. after he said when it came out a year or two ago Ethan Hawke and John Travolta but it's the same thing it's just this pristine digital look, yeah. and I'm not against digital actually at all and I yeah. you can kind of play with it though to make it look a little less mm. but yeah it was just so clear looking it just didn't feel like a Western yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It, 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 they're just I didn't buy it I don't know why it just felt like pretend people standing on sets yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, 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 yeah world. now yeah. maybe that is our bias though because again younger people growing up now who are just so used to watching digital they don't have that separation yeah, yeah. you know True, I don't know but if maybe they're age. not experiencing it as uh, profoundly as they would Possibly. if it was made like that like I think we obviously notice because we're filmmakers it's the medium we work in mm -hmm. but you know even if you know the average person who goes to cinema to see like in the valley of violence or, or any type of period movie that's shot on modern looking digital cameras they might not go oh this looks weird because it's shot on digital but they might go this feels off. yeah no i agree yeah it doesn't feel real because yeah. like fincher shoots digital but his film's still film tv mm. series yeah. Hunter being yeah, amazing yeah. if you haven't seen it um yeah like they they still feel they have a mood to them mm -hmm. i guess yeah. you just probably have to put a little bit more work into to getting that across yeah, you know? yeah. Any other order of business before we wrap up? Oh, you want to yeah. give out about Happy Death Day, do you? Happy Death Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who Tell has me. seen Happy Death no, Day? No, I never got around to it. Mark has seen it. Connor has seen it. I haven't seen it, but I, I, is it still out? Because I, I did I've want to see it. I think it's gone now. Yeah, it's, okay. it's only in the cinema for a short time. Um, for anyone who doesn't know the premise, it's basically like a Groundhog Day type of movie where a girl experiences the same day over and over again, and each day ends with her death. So she gets killed by some sort of uh, serial killer. The trailer is fantastic. It's I never amazing. saw the trailer. Actually. The concept is really cool. Mm -hmm. I like even describing it. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a really cool movie. But I felt like the movie was uh, really weak, and okay. I felt it had absolutely no atmosphere or personality to it. And the main character was really just up herself. No, well, she was meant to be. She was meant to be this kind right. of like stuck up kind of uh, sorority. Does she have girl. to learn to be yeah. a nice like, person? Like Groundhog Day. It is, yeah, it is yeah. basically Groundhog Day with horror. Except, but we'll, we'll, yeah. except it's difficult because Groundhog Day is such a masterpiece yeah. that yeah. when you're watching it, you're kind of going, well, yes, I knew Bill Murray was an asshole from minute one in Groundhog Day. I was still, I still couldn't wait to see him get his comeuppance. I, could, I couldn't wait to see him struggle. But and, you loved watching him being an asshole. I loved watching, I loved everything about it. But with this movie, any kind of lessons she does learn throughout it are so tacked on. And then the twist yeah. is the most 
unsatisfying damn squib like you know you it know. wasn't necessary at all they could have just ended the film yeah, there. They yeah. just... no, it's a point because I totally agree with you and yet like I kind of saw Happy Death Day so like part of the problem with any of these Groundhog Day ones and then Day After Tomorrow as well that, that did it well is the repetition because you're kind of going how, yeah, how yeah. much am I going to have to see exactly over and over again the same again, scene you kind know? of played out differently but yeah. like they there's not a massive amount of horror I guess so I could see horror fans being disappointed I felt it just maybe wasn't a film for us that was kind of more designed for like 17 year old mm. girls I mean guys and I kind of felt okay with it in that way I know what you mean about all those things and I don't think yeah it's not it's by no way a kind of a classic film but I thought it was it was good enough just a bit of fluffy fun and at least there was something about her trying to figure herself out yeah uh, see I was expecting kind of a fluffy fun kind yeah. of movie and I was like okay this should this should be good crack but it it was boring and I felt that the uh, the actual killing was really unsatisfying as well. Like there's a, yeah. there's this kind of montage in the middle where she's like trying to she's rule out people and she's killed a bunch of times and you're kind of like, it doesn't do anything for me, you know? No, no, it's not. Yeah, I, I it's know what you scary, mean. It's not scary. It's not funny. You know, it doesn't really know what it is and it felt like they had an amazing concept. I'd say it was really difficult to write that movie, mm. you know? Uh, but I just, yeah, I think it really kind of failed. Yeah. Not to be on a, a download, no, no, but no, no, no. afterwards I was like, I watched because uh, I watched it with my girlfriend, and the two of us were like, "Oh, that was that was really kind of shitty." Mm. So afterwards, we watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street. She had never oh. seen it before, and like talk about like a masterclass in storytelling, oh. acting, atmosphere, horror, concept, everything about like, it. It was just like the yeah. opposite ends of the spectrum, and because. This did involve a movie where the girl was killed and then woke up to start her next day. Yeah. There was a little bit of a similarity there and they were just like worlds apart, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, there's, a, yeah, there's a couple other things that, that I watched as well recently. There's a documentary called The American Nightmare. Has anyone seen oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was oh, that the guys make, trying to make the low-budget horror films? No, it's... Uh, that's American movies. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's American movie. What's American, American Nightmare one again? Uh, oh, American movie's brilliant, actually. Yeah. I saw that recently. But American Nightmare, it's a documentary that interviews... John Carpenter, Wes Craven, Toby Hooper. Oh, this is an older kind of one. Yeah. I think I have it on one of my kind special of, features. Yeah, kind of like the 90s yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was made in the 90s. But it's kind of all about... Uh, connecting their, it to Vietnam and stuff. Their films and connecting yeah. it to what was happening in America. Ah, uh, yes, I've seen yeah. this. Yeah, at the yeah. Harathon. Toby Hooper has this great story about how he came up with the idea for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> and... Uh, he was saying that he was in a hardware store one day it and packed. The, it was packed the place like flooded with like customers and he was like how the fuck would I get out of here if I had to just barge out here and he said he was standing over a bunch of chainsaws and he was like immediately the entire like skeleton of Texas Chainsaw Massacre just came <laughs> the characters the beginning and end and some of the texture of the movie as well yeah. and he was just like that's a good idea for me. <laughs> I love it because he doesn't expect because like the implication is kind of like okay, it's just you're you're feeling packed, so you you cut your way out. And I'm yeah. like, I'm, I, you know, we felt claustrophobic there. When he says like the whole idea came to him, I was like, did he think about wearing their faces? On the <laughs> that's a new level of like I need to get out yeah. of this shot. <laughs> but I'm not going. To I'm going to enjoy myself mine. while I do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I saw the Rings remake. Uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah. uh, I saw the Rings remake, the Martyrs remake, and the Cabin Fever remake. And they, well, I suppose Rings isn't a remake as such, but it's trying to relaunch a franchise. <coughs> I have to. Admit, I, I thought they were all pretty abysmal. Wait, what's Rings? Uh, uh, the new Samara, like uh, Sadako. So it, not not Naomi, like not Naomi Watts, but like a remake of Naomi. Well, Watts. it's a follow-on, a separate. It's trying to start off a new franchise. It was and Blumhouse American? trying to push it, yeah, and it just was. It Actually, just didn't that, work at now, all. Now that you say that, I feel like I, I faintly remember. Something. They just kind of. 
buried it. Uh, I don't know, was it the director of Elite Squad or some? They had a good oh, director yeah. for it, but like it just. This isn't Rings vs. Grudge. That's a no, thing. that's so that's the Rings Japanese side of things, which Japan. actually is a better film. Okay, wow. wait, it's wait, a bit of a laugh to watch. Which which is the, the Ring vs. Grudge, Sadako versus Kayako, uh, where the two of them take each other on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must be the slowest fight. It must yes. be like <laughs> two oh, no. snails. Sort of. It's on Shudder. Samara, where Samara and the. The, 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 the Grudge, grudge bad one and the Sadako. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, what's it, wait, what's it called? So it's it's Sadako versus Kayako. So it's the it's the Japanese versions now, so they made it over there, but it's on Shudder uh, and it is yeah, like it takes a while to get there, but honestly, yeah, it's a bit of fun. It's kinda yeah. what you expect, like uh and you know, the battle between them is late in the day and it's yeah, silly, yeah. but you know, you kinda go in knowing this is it's like Freddy vs. Jason, it's gonna be a bit yeah, of a laugh yeah. as opposed to um, I just want to say something about Shudder. Mm-hmm. First of all, we need to get Crownwood on Shudder. Yes. Second of all, Curator's Choice for Halloween from the Dark and Stitches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've curators come in and do ones and like, yeah, both of them are yeah. on this month's nice. selection. Along so, beside Eyes of My Mother and a few other oh great God. Film horror that, films. Yes. Have you seen it? It's incredible, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. Connor and me were big fans of that. Yeah, I really game. liked that. Oh. Yeah. I showed it to Love. Kat and actually like she she appreciated it but she was very bothered by it. <laughs> yeah. Why is she? Yeah, and it's weird though because it like it is a very disturbing film but it there is, isn't yeah. a massive amount of on-screen stuff. Or, it's just they, the yeah. tone yeah. and the relentlessness it's her, of it. It's literally her yeah. facial expressions. It it's, just gets you. But the guy being chained, he yeah. still kind of haunts me. Yeah. 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 It's the, the images stick in your brain yeah. though. Yeah. It kind of made me realise how you need those just like okay they're very stylish kind of shots yeah. but you, it's, when I think of any of the films that I love mm. it's it's certain shots that stick to you like The Exorcist when the, he arrives outside the house with the yeah, light yeah, like, yeah. It, oh, it can be a bit much and yet you do need them they're yeah. what hold in people's heads the same with The Shining like it it, it is images at the end of the day that stick with people even much more than the story yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah, uh, but yeah so definitely I, like Shudder I've seen a few people uh, online kind of complaining about Shudder but I think most of them only tried it when it first launched like they're they're constantly expanding it and I've started watching some of their original their stuff content, as well as yeah. things. and you know what it's worth watching because they get they pick up films obviously from around the yeah. world so usually maybe they're a bit more foreign and, but like they're interesting films I like, literally you know, just really? got my Shudder account like oh, yeah, about a month saying, ago yeah. and uh it's brilliant and one of the things that struck me about it was just even going through the list of films there's so many film horror films on it that over the years before kind of you know you were able to get stuff online and Mm. order stuff online Mm. uh there's so much stuff on it that I would have just always been seeking out going where the yeah. hell could I find yes. it? Yeah. Cannibal and these are the beautiful uh, like, like Blu-ray remastered yeah. versions that they have yeah, exactly, up there. Like, exactly. They're all... It's Arrow. Uh, it's the same ones you get on the Arrow Blu-rays like yeah. that they've got up there yeah. of zombie flesh eaters contamination. Exactly. Like, it's right. such an amazing selection. Have you got an account? Connor? No, but I, I need you to. You need to. Yeah. You're <laughs> John, curator's I would choice. say for anyone who does have Shudder the top tip I'd have for it is what have you done to Solange? Uh, it's a Giallo film that like I had totally skipped over me except I remember Arrow pushing it when they released it on Blu-ray yeah. it's like if you like your Giallos it's a really good one really caught me off guard and it's quite dark um, but definitely a really strong 70s kind of uh, Giallo one okay. so what what did you do to Solange I think okay. or what, what, ha- yeah, what, what, have, what have they done to Solange which just has such a weird yeah, what have they done? Yeah. <laughs> you need to know. Have to know. You, yeah, you have assume the worst, don't you? There's yeah. just something about it. But so, like, I would definitely say check that one out. Uh, okay, let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Don't die.